Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Stratospheric heavy metal and gentle R&B love songs. We talk with Militia Vox and Omar Al-Hindi. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by My San Felipe. And also brought to you by Big Big Bed, which is our opening and our, our opening number. We're going to... Uh, we're going to play a little bit more of that in uh, in just a minute, but uh, I want to remind everybody that I am your host. This is Pat- Patrick O'Heffernan. This is Music Friday Live. We have a great guest lineup for you, but right now I want you to hear a little bit from our partner broadcaster. That would be World Arts. Don't go away. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. And we're back here, and uh, my apologies for the... uh, uh, the Big Bed Open that you just heard. Uh, that, of course, is is uh, Big Big Bed, which is uh, our opening song. Uh, and uh, apparently my engineer really loves to hear it. In any case, however, we have a surprise on the line. We have the two members of the duo, The Luck. Hi there. Hi. Hi. I understand Hi. that... Uh, you were welcome to California Wednesday night at the Hotel Cafe, and I hope that was a really good welcome. Yeah, it was great. We uh, we did the release of our EP, so uh, it was a great show to play. Well, I want to. Uh, I've got a, I've got your EP uh, uh, queued up here, and I'm going to play a, a little bit of it. But I just wanted to let everybody know. Well, maybe I should let you know. Now you're touring from England, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, and you know this show is actually heard in London on the Artist Echoes uh, network? I wasn't aware of that. That's great. Hello, Uh-oh. London. Hello, London. Yay. Go, London. Okay, all right. Well, are you going to be um, uh, appearing in the, in the States anymore, or are you headed home? Yeah, we're going to be kind of around the States. We're playing up in San Francisco tomorrow, uh, up, uh, up by the, uh, the pier there, um, in Barcadero. And uh, we're going to be be around for the next couple of months, uh, playing around California. We've got some dates coming up to be released soon. Okay. Well, we've only got another minute left, and I do want to get a little time in to to play a bit of True North. But uh, real quickly, where can people go to follow your tour, to find out if you're going to be on their city, and also to buy your album, too? So all the links to um, our Bands in Town page and our socials are at thelockmusic.com. So that's probably the best place to find it. 
Okay, theluckit.com. And uh, for all you folks up in San Francisco, you should uh, stroll down the Embarcadero this weekend, and you're going to hear some great music. And here is some of that great music. This is True North. Filters and smoke screens so it doesn't show A living illusion pretending I'm happy, you know Never be more alone That's uh, True North by The Luck and they're now on tour in the United States. So take a look at their website and find out if they're going to be in your city. Well, let me remind everybody, I am Patrick O'Heffernan, host of Music Friday Live. And I want to welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. And also all of our listeners on the Artist Echoes radio network in London. We're now here heard in London. If you have questions or comments for our guests, call us 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And if you're listening to Music Friday Live on a podcast, you can still email questions or comments to our guests, and we will forward them on to you. Now, before we meet our first guest, I, I, I just want to alert all of our LA listeners to an event happening today. Uh, hashtag schools, not prisons is producing a concert and a voter registration drive at um, the community center in Inglewood. And uh, we're going to put the address up uh, for, the, for the community center in Inglewood so you can all check it out. But uh, it's, it's all ages. It's four to it's four to ten p.m. The lineup includes my friend Jaziri X, um, Las Rocas, uh, Bayapongo, and many many more. It's a great cause, great people, and great music. I'm going to be there. You should be there too. It's a community center in Inglewood. That's right on the line between Inglewood and uh, South LA. So, well, Militia Vox is one of those rare artists that comes along every decade or so just to break molds and open creative doors for the rest of us. Formerly trained in classic piano, she embraced heavy metal music. She founded the Judith Priestess cover band. She was a central figure in bands like Disciples of uh, Astoroth and Swear on Your Life. She's performed with Twisted Sister, Living Color, Nancy Sinatra, and Cin Cindy Lauper. Boy, there's a range for you. And if that wasn't enough, <laughs> she took her, her out-of-this-world voice, her acting ability, and her genius for event and uh, music production to deliver a message of personal power, confidence and rebellion in events ranging from motorcycle rallies to the Brooklyn Academy of Music. And through it all, she remains true to her mantra, disgrace your stereotype. We are so proud to welcome Militia Vox to Music Friday Live and actually to welcome her back. Militia, welcome again. Thank you. Good to talk to you again, Mr. O. <laughs> oh, Militia, while listening yesterday to your new EP, Isosceles, which I think is the second album in your um, your solo trilogy, uh, Villainous, uh, I was struck by how sophisticated it is. The chord changes, the production details, the multiple dimensions you add in the music with your voice. I'm going to play a little bit of it so our audience uh, knows uh, what uh, I'm, I'm talking about here, and then we can talk about it. So this is... Uh, this is Val.
there are so many layers in that and so many details that it's just far beyond everyday metal rock now did that take a long time to assemble that and, and did you write it and produce the whole thing um let's see okay so that's like a multi-part question so i'll give you a multi-part answer um oh, good. But the 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 gist of pretty much everything that I write, it usually typically festers in my mind for a long time before I actually pay attention to it. Um, kind of like that thing where they say that like you have, someone has to, you know, say their name three times um, before you actually recognize them again, you know, or you have to see mm -hmm. their face three times before you recognize them. It's like that kind of thing where it's like, I feel like good ideas are always like swimming around in my brain, but sometimes like they have to like beat my head in for me to pay attention to them. So, so this one was able to like beat my head in like many times and I had started like fleshing it out like maybe like a year or two before I actually came out with it. I think like a year before I released it or actually like decided to record it. So I kind of just was like, you know, like messing around like on my DAWs, you know, my DAWs because um, I demo everything first myself because I feel like if I don't have it worked out in my brain I can't really present it to anyone so um so I demo the song first and I get like as many ideas and many specific sounds as possible so that when I go into the studio there's no time wasted um because I usually don't have that much time because the producer that I work with Mike Wolpe who's um out in Hollywood uh, I, you know, I'm a New York girl, so I fly across the country to work with them. So generally, you know, just because of commuting the bitch and, you know, actually like getting into the studio and like putting life aside to, to work, um, I end up cranking out. Each song probably takes like a week to really like wow. get everything done. Yeah, it wow. takes like a week to get everything done because there's so many layers that like I can't live without those layers either I initially tried yeah. to go in making a minimal recording and that just never no. happened um but I wanted it to feel like like all of my music I consider to be immersive like I wanted to immerse the listener so it feels like it's surrounding you um this song like specifically it had a very like immersive feeling that could mm -hmm. that should feel like ascension like you're going up okay. into the sky so that's why you hear like a lot of texture parts that sound celestial. It sounds, um, you know, I call it like flying, um, but it should swim around you, you know, like. Well, that's like why I, I, I recommend uh, that, that everybody, that when people listen to your music, they, they put on headphones because you do have oh, that. Uh, you, um, uh, you do the, the, ear equivalent of the uh, immersive uh, goggles that you can put on for a uh, virtual reality you do virtual reality yeah, music yeah. Um, and the lyrics the lyrics are kind of are rich vein also um, and then the sun went down and i was left in the cold seemed every path i took just led to nowhere fetal in the dark i had to decide was i going to be the one with dreams left to die Whoa, um, you know, I, I, I often say that uh, poetry is not dead. Uh, we just call it lyrics now, <laughs> and that's a good example. <laughs> right. But hopefully that was not a personal experience. Um, what was the um, inspiration for that image? Well, they're all kind of 
semi-biographical. I don't think I'd be able to write something that wasn't. Um, even if I write in quote-unquote character, it's still I have to only I can only draw from my own experiences and my own palette, right? So um, with with this story, like I wanted to create something like like I'm I'm done a, I've done a lot of musicals in my life, and like I'm very much in like you know they tell you in theater like the song happens when words aren't good enough anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So like this was literally like when you come to that breaking point in like the show of your life where like words mm-hmm. don't really suffice you have to like sum it up in a song like that's what this is that's why it starts with and the, and then the sun went down because it's like you're picking up in this moment so it should feel like it's happening like right now mm-hmm. live in the moment um i'm, I'm going to come back to the lyrics in val a little later in, in a slightly different context but uh there's okay. a second song on the EP, the second song, that also raised some interesting questions, but uh, with kind of a different but equally intriguing music frame. This is um, uh, a cut from Born Out of Darkness. About midway through that song, which is addictive to say the least, uh, the energy rap ramps way up in the guitar and the in the bass. But but you keep your voice flat all the way through, almost like you're doing talking blues in the middle of a uh, in the eye of a hurricane. It's very effective. Can you kind of deconstruct the musical frame there? Uh, first of all, is that is that a repeating bass chord and then a snare, or do you use a synth or an organ that for the the line that goes through that yeah the the line itself is a uh, uh, synth but it's like it's all synth there's actually no guitar in the song except for feedback uh-huh. so uh-huh. um it's a synth it's an op1 which does some really cool um like oscillating sounds you can hear it's kind of tucked away in there um but i really just wanted to make it um like the start of it it's like the the song looks like oh god uh, it's like a crescendo so it looks like mm-hmm. that, you know, that greater than symbol. Um, mm-hmm. So it has to start <laughs> like so small because, uh, you know, and the reason why the line is like kind of like, um, it's just kind of like a, like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just kind of like this like redundant stomp. Um, mm-hmm. and I wanted people to like, this was like kind of like my intro to people. Um and I always tell my parents, like, it has nothing to do with them. Like, the message behind the song has nothing to do with them at all. Um, it literally has to do with, like, um, finding, like, courage and creativity through uh, through just negativity. You know, you can, like, take the negative in your life and flip it into something creative and awesome um, and use it as a power. So the song essentially is, like, you know, I mean, I hate telling people, like, what the song is 
that, but for me it is like that's where it came from. Um, but the reason why I, I chose to keep this like redundant beat was to kind of like yeah. be like, okay, out of this like the boring state of music today comes something cool. Okay, and and you so follow that in the lyrics with the. There's some lines yeah. in there. The queen without an empire will take her throne just off the grid enough yeah. an outlaw of life. No choice but to embrace it. Now I'm addicted to the fight. I really like that. That That's poetry. Now I want to circle back around to the lyrics and vow. Um, sure. I made a vow. I will not be changed. I won't back down. Um, I wanted to ask you within the context of that about your position as a black woman in metal, which many people mm -hmm. say metal is a white world have you have you ever been subjected to racism or sexism as a as a black woman in metal yeah i mean like i guess like anyone's been subjected to anything but like my personal story i mean I, like i said like i'm never as i've said before i'm never i'm not a victim in this situation like i don't tell that story and i don't want that story no. um but you know as far as what I imagine has to do with like, you know, like people tend to gravitate to towards stories and artists that they see themselves in. Um, so I imagine, hey, it might be difficult for like maybe a Midwestern white guy to identify with me because maybe on first glance, he would look at me and say, um, well, I don't see myself in her. I don't see, haha, that's filthy, isn't it? I don't see myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> that got right past I me. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't see my. She's not a mirror for what my life is. They might see that on first glance, so it might be hard to identify with me or consider me to be like a hero of their story or the artist that like they can rally behind. Um, because you know, on first glance, it doesn't seem compatible, but if you really get down to it, anyone that's ever felt these things, you know, can identify that like outsider artist or, you know, that's why I like the whole queen with them without an empire will take her throne because like, this is art that I have to make. I don't have a choice. Um, because if I don't, I literally will die. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, we'll I keep making it better. All right. <laughs> oh, we're talking <laughs> with Militia Vox. We're talking with Militia Vox about her music, her new EP, Isosceles, her life in metal, and why if she doesn't keep doing it, she we won't be able to talk to her anymore. If you have yeah. questions and comments... I mean, I'm not an accountant, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always with the counter four, or at least in, in my genre of music, six or eight. But um, All right. I, did, I okay. didn't even really fully answer your question. So just to get the point across about that, I'd yeah. say the the most resistance really was from like music executives or people that like wanted to like tidy me up and like package me a certain way. And uh, there's no real blueprint for what I'm doing. So I just have to make the blueprint. Which is why I said that you open creative doors, that you're a pioneer. And uh, yeah, yeah. Someone new... else, I've been getting called pioneer lately. It's kind of a weird word to associate with, but um, I guess I'm making it easier for some. I think you are. Um, I mean, I, I don't mean, see examples, you. Examples are important, right? Like it's important to see examples of things that haven't existed before. 
there's a new series on on television that uh, launched uh last week called pitch about the the first woman who happens to be a black woman um who's pitching for the major major leagues in baseball and they're exploring mm-hmm. what it means to be a pioneer much like you're a pioneer now um i want to play another pioneering song and this is she I don't know if, if, if that song is, is a plunge into the mysteries of the feminine or just sort of a bad dream about sexual tension or both, but, uh, the, Ooh, the, you got it. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I mean, li- after listening to your music all day, yesterday in earphones, I hope so. <laughs> um, I was listening to those well, lyrics. You, this... you have to what? I said, I hope you got laid to it. That's my dream. Um, this is a family show, so we'll discuss that off oh, air. <laughs> <laughs> my um, how do you think no, that no, that's quite all right. That's quite all right. I was listening. To, um, I, I noticed though that you started with that. Um, the leather heart has been hardened, a patchwork of art stitched with pride, and then you you end up with drunk with power, intoxicating. Speak the words for she is waiting. Close your eyes because she is lying in the dark for, for you. She is dying. Um, I'm not going to ask you to elaborate on that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, it, it, it's an interesting progression and I really recommend that everybody listen to that very carefully with their earphones on. Um, now, this EP is part of a trilogy, which presents you as a villainous, uh, sort of the anti-pop queen. Um, and it seems like, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but the EP itself is a three-part life story. It begins inside the womb, and then it moves to birth and life, and then, like those lines just there, dying. Uh, am I being too mm-hmm. literal, or is it a life story? Um, well, when you put it that way, sure. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a natural progression. It seemed like the smartest way to tell the story, even though that's actually out of sequence. Um, because in my mind, Born Out of Darkness would have came first, and then Thou second, and then This Is She is third, in that order that you had just said. But um, uh, one of my friends actually convinced me, like, hit him with your hardest first, like what you want to be known for first. So I said, okay, hmm. put Thou hmm. first on this little sampler of, of my music however on the concept album that is the villainous itself it'll it'll start with born out of darkness the way it was meant to well when when can we expect to see the concept album that's a good question i initially had planned for it to be october um because i like to release things uh when when it's when there's a chill in the air <laughs> i like to release things when uh you know, people not here. like it's time at home. Yeah. And like sit and chill and uh you know, there it seems like people kinda wanna go 
to a dark place, like in October, November. It's like, I don't know. That's just the time of year that I felt like it most identified with as far as the story. But, um, you know, me being an, uh, an independent artist, um, the beauty in that is that I can release things whenever the hell I want. So mm-hmm. your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I want okay. it done, I'll know. Right now we're doing well, some remixing and things like that, retinkering, because I want Sonic perfection or as close as I can get. So once I've reached well, that, you you'll be the first to know. Well, okay, and and we'll we'll play it here. Now, um, speaking of being an independent artist, I understand you have some live performances coming up, and you're coming to Los Angeles too. You want to tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, this just this just happened. It actually doesn't really have a whole lot to do with my music per se. Like, I am recording while I'm out there because that's what I like to do anytime I come to LA. I like to work with Mike, um, just because I think it's important to get uh, as many of these songs down as possible and. The reason why I consider I continue working with Mike is because he's fantastic and he actually can like I swear he can like read my brain and I've had a lot of bad luck with producers in the past and he's the only one who um, speaks my language like creatively so um, it's worth traveling across the country for um, so recording with him and I'm not sure about all the live performances that are going to go down yet but one that is in particular of, of special note, uh, me being Mama Creepy, the creepiest of the creeps. Um, I'm doing a concert version of Rocky Horror, which is like one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, wow. <laughs> and you guys can see that. <laughs> That'll be, you'll see like updates about it and stuff like that. I don't even know if they've announced it yet, so I'm not going to go and announce it. Okay. But if you're curious to see it, uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Um, that's going to be at the end of October sometimes. So just just stay in touch with me and my socials and my webpage, and I'll be posting more details about that. Uh, definitely let us know, because I, I, I don't want to miss that. Uh, the end of October, of course, sure. is always exciting. It's uh, uh, Dia de los Muertes at the Hollywood uh, Forever oh, Cemetery. Yeah and then all the other stuff that goes on so please let us know about that and and while we we just got a minute left uh and i want to play another one of your songs so why don't we do that and then come back and tell people and you can tell people how to follow you my favorite song of all time of yours is this one this is 46 and 2. that's 46 and two and of course that as you well know that's my my favorite song uh we are just about out of time but i question i've never had an opportunity to ask you 
but uh, I want to. Ooh. Is is that a guitar setting the through line there, or is it a harp, or is it a synthesizer? It's a it's a harp. It's a harp. Yay! Good. Mm -hmm. I I love it's it. It's a distorted harp. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me be more specific. It's a distorted harp from a synthesizer. <laughs> okay. So oh, it's not not a harp with a pedal box then, huh? I wish I would love that. I actually, I watch harp videos on YouTube all the time. I think it's a beautiful instrument. One day, I would love to have live harp on stage with me. One of my friends nope. plays a mean harp, and I'm, I would love to have the right opportunity for that to happen because I think they're gorgeous instruments. Well, and there are some harpists in, in pop music. We have, um, uh, we've had some email come in while we've been talking. Unfortunately, we're out of time. We'll be able to take them all. But we do have one here I was going to pass on. This is from Mahor in New York City. And Mahor wants to know, uh, did you have voice lessons? Um, and Patrick said you took the piano, but you play the guitar. When did you, when did you switch instruments? Um, well, thank you. Uh, I, I, started singing before I spoke, actually, which is kind of bizarre, but just, it's not bizarre if you know me. Um, no. <laughs> so, and uh, I started taking piano at seven, and then uh, I used to compete and win and train to Peabody in Baltimore, where Tori Amos went to school, so all these things, music conservatory, boss conservatory, um, which I was a bit too much for them, but that's a story for another interview. Um, and I switched to bass um, when I got out of college and then eventually guitar because I wanted something I could carry. And I really hated the sound of like keyboards at the time mm -hmm. and the feel of keyboards. It just felt like pan mm -hmm. playing on like plastic cutlery or something like that. It just <laughs> feel good in mm -hmm. my hands after like playing grand my whole life. Um, so I switched out of necessity and also like, you know, Playing guitar is just cool. It just looks cool. It sounds cool. Even mm. though I've never felt like guitar and I are like completely compatible, you know, like sexually or like vibe-wise, we're just not compatible. Um, I like like droney kind of sounds, and it's not in me to make these like uh, I don't even I don't even know how to describe it, but just just the vibe and the playing style and the technique well, it, of guitar. You really have to it, be yeah. so delicate with your fingers, you know. And, and obviously you are and it works well we are out of time militia really quick where should people go to get your music and to follow your uh, live gigs um well my website is the hub for all things militia box you go to www.militiavox.com or militia is my name.com you can find me at both all my socials are militia is my name uh connect with me on soundcloud I love Instagram. Facebook's not my favorite, but alas, that's like the way of the world. People love Facebook. So you can find me on Facebook, but it might take me mm -hmm. longer to get back to you because I just don't like Facebook that much. But Instagram okay. is my favorite uh, and preferred okay. method of communication. Yes. Well, thank you so much for Instagram. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. I'm so looking forward to seeing Aww. you on stage here in Los Angeles. And thank you. Uh, yeah, it'll uh, be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait to see you too. And thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it because you know, you know how it is as an indie artist. You know, it's hard to uh, rally up the troops. 
<laughs> well, you're you're really good at that. Militia Vox, the EP is Isosceles. You should follow Militia on the web at her socials or at militiasmyname.com and on Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and all those other great places. And uh, keep track of her lives, her live shows. And remember, when you listen to her, put on your headphones. We've got to take a break right now. And when we return, we are going to change pace in a very big way. Omar Al-Hindi will join us. So don't go away. Um, you're not going to want to miss this. But first, let's uh, take a little weekend vacation in Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And we're back. And I want to remind everybody that if you're in Southern California, Arizona, you can go to that fabulous vacation uh, on uh, the Sea of Cortez in San Felipe, you can golf, you can swim, take the family clamming, fishing, tour galleries, dine, or you can even fly an ultralight there. And you could do it all in a luxury condo, a budget student apartment, or even a private sandcastle out in the dunes. So go to mysanfelipevacation.com. And when you get there, put in the discount code MFL5. That's MFL5. Five, and you will get a 5% discount, MFL5, and get your 5% discount. That's at mysanfelipevacation.com. Weekend getaway, a week, either one. Well, I love it when people authentically sing from the heart, and because of it, their music sounds genuine. It evokes emotions that can't be faked or pretended or acted. Omar Al-Hindi does that. His music can make you cry and smile at the same time, whether it's dance music or a loving goodbye to his grandmother. He hits all the right notes, both musically and emotionally. The Central California-born pop artist started his music career young, signing uh, with Time Records at only 15 years old. He has released his newest single, Dance All Night, from the upcoming two-part album, Bedhead Level One, and it's already making waves and making people dance, too. Omar, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much, man. It's awesome to be here. Well, I, I love the album. I listened to it all afternoon yesterday, uh, Bedhead Level uh, uh, level 1. And first of all, uh, let me thank you for letting us give our audience a sneak peek at it, because I understand it's not going to be released until uh, next month, uh, and you're going to release it in two parts on two separate dates. So can you tell us about mm -hmm. that? When are you releasing the first part, and why are you splitting it up? Um, so we're spreading it out because, um, I've been recording this since I was 15 years old. So I have like a really long story to tell, you know? So, um, 
we're releasing the first part on October 28th, and it's basically the first leg of the journey. You know, um, I was in a relationship for four years, and the girl that I was with left me for somebody else. So based on, like, that heartache and, you know, like, that that whole, like, you know, I want this girl back kind of feel. But even though she, like, hurt me, um, I wrote a lot of songs based on that relationship. And we're basically using that kind of emotion for the first part of the album. And the second part of the album is a little bit different. It's a little bit more edgy and... Um, so we decided that it'd be best if we, like, cut it in the middle, you know, like have a first part okay. and a second part completely separate. All right. Uh, is the um, the first part date uh, October 28th for release? Yeah, it's the 28th. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Are you planning a big release party? I'm, I'm hoping we're going to do some sort of, like, social media, like, um, some kind of, like, you know, for example, if we're on You Now or something and we have, like, a big audience, to um, play it like live, you know. Okay. Well, let us know, and we will uh, make sure that our audience knows about it. Now, now, right now, I want to uh, preview one of those songs. Um, this is uh, "Stay Strong." Yes. Every time I close my eyes, you're all I can remember. Ever since I was a child, share the good and share the bad. And there were times that we were sad, but we pulled through it together. You were there, yeah, you would remember. Now I understand that that song is uh, related, uh, dedicated to your grandmother. Was she a major force in your life? She, uh, she was definitely uh like a huge you know she's always in my life you know she's somebody that was always around and i always got to see her because my family's super close so um you know especially when um we found out she had cancer like the family got even closer you know you know that somebody like as great as her was gonna leave soon like we were like we need to spend as much time as possible so you know i definitely um, miss her and everybody in the family like we all miss her we all loved her she was great well, I know you're you're donating 50% of the uh, proceeds from the digital sales of that to the American Cancer Society, and that's very generous of you. Uh, uh, yeah. what, what prompted you to do that? Well, honestly, if it were up to me, I would donated 100% of the proceeds, but because I'm signed to a label, I'm obligated, in a sense, to uh, give, you know, get money for the label right. as well. So, yeah. but I mean, the reason, is, you know, obviously I would love to end cancer, you know, I'd love to find a cure and, and help people out, you know, help, you know, just help everybody celebrate more birthdays, you know, I mean, I love the way you put that. Awesome. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> now you're from central California, you're, which is the agricultural center of the state. And in many ways, the agricultural center of the world too. Uh, uh, for those of you who are not in California, the central Valley of California is 600 miles long and a couple hundred miles wide. And it produces an awful lot of food that people around the world eat. Um, now, but it's not known for music except for the country, a certain California country Western style. Now, how did music come into your life while you were living in, in the Valley? And where did you learn to sing and write the songs that you do? I actually was not a singer until after I got signed. I, um, I was initially a producer. I started playing a piano since I was three years old. I got influenced by, uh, 
Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like I wanted to learn how to play the songs onto like this keyboard that I had. And so I just taught myself how to play. And um, after like a couple years, I got, you know, a, a laptop uh, Mac with GarageBand and I, was, I started messing around with that, taught myself guitar so I could, you know, play on that. And then I just got into producing and writing music a lot. And then I got signed for writing music um, before I got signed for singing. So singing kind of came along after the fact that I, you know, got signed. So mm-hmm. like, it's, it's funny. A lot of people like, yeah, like, where did you start singing? Like, when did you start singing? It's like, I, I would have never thought of myself as a singer before I, you know, got signed. Did, did uh, the production and the songwriting, did you do that while you were living in the Valley and are you still in the Valley? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm still, uh, I'm still living in the, the Valley. Um, I've, Got the the label that I got signed to is a Central Valley one. You know, there's actually a lot of talent in Fresno um, around the the area that I'm in, and it's surprising how much um, how like how big people could be like for Central Cali. Like for example, I have an artist, a friend of mine. His name is Beza. He's like huge around California. I'm sure he's huge around other places, but like you know, when people see him in Fresno, they're like, oh, that's a big guy. So like Fresno has a lot of talent, but it's like as far as getting known it's it's really hard for musicians to get out well uh you know there's a band uh, uh called the jack something band uh, which advertises itself as being uh, 90 miles south of fresno i don't know if you've ever you've ever seen it that uh, uh they actually started there and then moved on to los angeles and they're so I understand that there is quite a bit of music in, in central in yeah. the Central Valley, although a lot of it is also in Spanish too. There's that that's, whole that's network. Very true. Of, yeah, lots of banda and ranchero, marachi. Uh, we're talking with uh, Omar Al Hindi about his new EP, and you can talk with him too. You can call in at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us, and we've already got some emails here for you. You, you can email us at um, Music Friday live at gmail.com and we'll get to your emails in just a minute now since there was a there was a four-year process involved in this ep uh, i want to play some songs from your last ep and then one from bedhead level one and just kind of see how they uh, they compare i wanted to play neverland oh, go ahead. song and it makes me want to sing along to the beat of your heart baby you are always shy and i just want to be the guy who takes your breath away I want to play a, a, a later a later album this is uh, my intentions and this is from the new album Reminds me of her 
Now, those are two songs, uh, a couple of years apart. And in my intentions, you seem closer to the listeners and more engaged as a storyteller. You're a bit more open and a bit more melodic. Is that just the difference between the, the songs or was there an evolution in your, your singing and your presentation in the time between those songs? Well, there was definitely um, a lot of growing up to do. I think I wrote My Intentions when I was 17 and Neverland when I was 15. So uh, My Intentions, I was actually talking about two different girls. Um, that My ex, I hadn't been with her for a year, and a girl that I was trying to talk to, but I wasn't completely over my ex. So it was it was kind of like, it's just an older, more mature feel, I guess, and it's, you know, experience of two years in the studio by then. So that's probably what it is. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, okay. Well, I, I can I can definitely see the change there, and of course, um, and at that age, two years is is mm-hmm. is a long time, and a, and a lot of change can happen there. Now, you said it yeah. took four years to to to, uh, to put this album uh, together. Did you learn mm-hmm. as you went along, and did you make changes as you went along, and go back and and redo things you'd already recorded or written? Sure, for sure. I I, I um. I did not like how I sounded when I first recorded most of the songs. And um, so, like, I had to recut vocals a lot or, like, I had to change. Um, it's mostly in the second album that you'll hear. Um, but, like, in this first album, like, some I had to take some songs and just completely re recreate it, you know? So everything that I did was kind of like, oh, this isn't good enough. And I guess that's, like, an artist thing to say, like, this isn't good enough. This isn't what I want to hear. But, um I definitely learned a lot and I was like, oh, let's go back and, and change how I did this. I want to make this high note better because my falsetto, my range is a lot better. You know, stuff like that. We're starting to get some emails. Like we have gotten some emails here. So I want to move to some of these emails here. So while we have time, uh, Selena in San Francisco wants to know where do you play in the Central Valley and do you ever come into San Francisco and play? I actually have a show coming up and uh, on the 9th of October, I'm performing for the American Cancer Society and they actually want me to start performing around California. So um, if I am around San Francisco, I will definitely, you know, tweet it out, put it on my Instagram and stuff. I, right now I don't have any shows, but uh, I've done shows mostly in Texas and Oklahoma. That's actually where my fan base mostly is. Do you play in the Valley? I do. I, I've played maybe only like 15 shows in the Valley. I play more in LA than I have in Fresno. And where can people go to follow your, uh, your tours and also to get your music? Um, you guys can check out my music on like iTunes. If you just type in Omar Al Hindi, um, you guys should be able to find my EP singles that I've released that you guys can go to my website, Omar, uh, Omar Al Hindi music.com. And, you know, that, that has all my my social media. Um, but, like, if you guys want to follow me personally, you guys can go to my Twitter, at WeWantOmar. It's kind of dead. But if you go to my Instagram, um, it's at WeWantOmar. I have a lot more followers and a lot more interaction. Okay. It's also more interesting, too. Um, Ron Paul <laughs> in Los Angeles wants to know, so this is a two-part album. How many songs all together? Um, I think I have eight on this one and eight on the next one but um i'm still kind of figuring out if i want some of the songs on the next one it's not completely set i just have the core 
eight that I do have. So I guess for now I can say 16, but I've recorded hundreds of songs and I literally either didn't finish it because I didn't like it or, you know, I just put it on the side because I wasn't vocally able to do what I wanted to do yet. Stuff like that. You know, I, I hear that from, from a lot of uh, artists um, and they go back years later and look at mm-hmm. some of the, listen to some of those songs and rewrite them and re-record them. Uh, in fact, uh, yeah. uh, Melissa Vox, uh, the, pre- the previous uh, the previous guest, talked about one she, uh, she did. Uh, boy, you're getting a lot of emails mm-hmm. here. Um, Mysterious oh. Five, there's an interesting handle. Mysterious Five in Seattle says, your name sounds South Asian. Is there a big South Asian community in in California, and I guess in this case, you would mean in the Central Valley of California. There's a big Asian, South Asian community everywhere. <laughs> there definitely is. There's there's a lot of um, it's actually really diverse in Central California. Surprisingly, like really diverse. If you come down, you'll like have your own little cliques everywhere. Actually, I have some friends who live in um, the Central Valley who are Sikhs. Um, and, there's oh, yeah. part of a fairly good, well, a of, fairly good size Sikh Sikh community there. They really are. Um, and you you probably know them, or, or know the community. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Uh, Paul in in uh, New York City wants to know what is your major instrument. Ooh, um, I perform more with the acoustic guitar, but I prefer to play with the piano. Okay. So, All right. Yes, that. All right. Well, we're going to play some some more music here, and this is uh, a, a song that that you said you agree with me is uh, one of the favorites here. So this is Lust. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Permission Go around your body Wanna make you feel up on me Need that rubber, give it to me No fooling Around till we get down tonight Promise to take you down all night Baby girl, I know you wanna far plane and love us Baby, get under the covers Love me like you love no other Take it off, you know you're sexy Play with me until we're done Showing you a good time tonight Loving you this time I've got these late night thoughts in my head Wanna blow your mind in the bed Feel like I'm way too deep to be done Girl, I'm into you, you're the one I lost for you That is one of the nicest pieces of R&B romantic singing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That, uh, that really strikes home. Uh, now, you said your, your audience is, is largely in Texas. Yeah, it's mostly in Texas. I was performing around Houston for um, only like two weeks, but I gained thousands of fans in those two weeks. I was on a, uh, an anti-bully tour where we were, you know, going across to different schools and just, you know, spreading like a message basically saying like report bullying, support your friends who are getting bullied and, and defend each other, you know? So right. It was, it, was, right. it was awesome for me. What was that? We've actually had uh, at least one other musician um, who's been part of that tour on the air here too. And I, oh, wow. it's, I like to support it whenever I can. Now, um, what inspires you to make love songs? Just your own life? You're, you're, are you mining your own experiences for your lyrics? 
Well, yeah, for um for me the only song that I that I haven't lived out um I think would be Neverland because I have not been to Neverland. <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh I'll, I'll You never know. Are definitely, are <laughs> they're definitely based on on personal life experience, you know, things that I've gone through and things that I want to share with other people. Music has always been like my way to vent so much um more than like I mean, I love to be creative and stuff, but it's always been my way of venting. Well, you've had some, some some very music-worthy experiences for the young age of 19, and you have uh, mined them well for your, your lyrics. But I want to move away uh, for our last song. We have time for one more song here. Move away from uh, all of that, and uh, let's dance a little bit. This is Dance All Night, and this is the <laughs> single that you have released already. Dance All Night. That's uh, the single that has been released. And there's a video, too. Want to tell us about the video? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, super exciting about the video. Uh, the song in itself I wrote when I was 15. So it's like, it's one of those corny type of songs, you know, like it's it's made for what it's meant for. And it's um, I felt that way at the time. I didn't know what a party was. But the music video is going to be so different. And we're releasing it in October. So we thought an October theme would fit perfectly. So, uh not going to say too much about it, but we're releasing it sometime before the album drop date. So look forward to that. Okay. Oh, we just got a great email from one of your fans. This is from Valerie. And Valerie says, I will read it here. I love Omar Al-Hindi. He is for sure my favorite artist. I've been following him since forever. I am an O-Million. So you have O-Millions, huh? Yeah, that's so awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Valerie. Um, so, so that's what you call your fans, or O Millions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, they came up with a name. I was on You Now about maybe three or four years ago, and they came up with the name. They're like, "Oh, call us the O Millions," and I was like, "O Millions? Like, there's only like ten of you." <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, that'd be awesome <laughs> when you have them." Like, all right, sounds cool. Well, I think there's a few more than ten. Just, just. I'm I'm going to forward uh, Valerie's uh, email to you so you can uh, thank her for being one of the uh, the O millions uh, and 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 when you have O millions that'd be fine. Uh, we've got lots of people here who've emailed in. They want to know if you're going to do a, a national tour. Leticia in New York City, Allegra in San Diego, and uh, Raul uh, Raul in Austin who says he saw you in Texas, um, hey. and. Uh, Yay, and, and Blix in Austin. So what's the answer? Are you going to be able to do a national tour? Hoping that I will be able to, especially after I drop this album, you know, so I can promote it. Um, as of right now, I can't say anything. I can't say too much or too little, but I'm definitely hoping that I will be able to. That'd be amazing. 
Well, when you do, uh, please let us know, and we will uh, we will have you uh, back on the air, and we can talk about the tour. And please come to Los Angeles too, so I can uh, oh. I can attend and see and see you live. Oh, we got three more people who say they're all millions too. <laughs> see, there are millions of all millions out there. That's, so That's a awesome. great idea. Well, well, what once again, we're almost out of time, but once again, let's uh, remind people where they can get your music and where they can see yeah. your videos. Uh, you guys can purchase my music at, on iTunes. Um, I do have um, my music everywhere. You know, I have it on SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, um, YouTube. We're posting stuff up, and um, and Amazon as well. So I mean, anywhere you guys want to go, like Google Play, anything that you guys want, my music is going to be up there. Um, but if you guys can support the label and support the artists, you know, if you guys do buy the music, especially the new um, song "Stay Strong." That'd be awesome because 50% of those proceeds are going to the American Cancer Society. And it'd be amazing if you guys supported that cause as well. Okay. Well, um, Omar, I want to thank you so much for, for spending the time with us this morning. I know you're a busy guy and uh, we appreciate yeah. you taking the time to, to talk with us. And I want everybody to go and, uh, and listen to, uh, uh, your your music to particularly to yeah, sure. dance all night which we're going to play a little bit more of so thank you once again for being with us today thank you so much man have a good wonderful day okay uh omar al hindi the uh the album is bedhead level one it will be available october 28th right now you can uh, you can download or listen to dance all night You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from uh, the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, uh, and our radio affiliates, both in the United States and London. You can uh, uh, like us on Facebook, follow our updates on our guests. Our production, our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, who now has her own radio show. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Tune in next week, and we're going to talk with Salvador Santana. And also Jackie Bristow will return with her new single. Salvador is out on a concert tour helping to register voters uh, check our twitter stream and our facebook page and we will update you on our guest right now i'm, I'm going to leave you with dance all night uh, so you can dance all rest of the afternoon but uh, good afternoon everybody have a great musical weekend and uh, here it is Let us know and, and we will do it again. Um, have a good time, baby. I know you want to have fun.